I used kind of a high voice, though. I was like, Bex, testing, one, two. We might have that on tape, actually. That'd be awesome. You guys are going to fucking make fun of me for my number one, but I don't care. <laughs> Tyler, actually. Tyler's list is very, uh, compared to what I've been, and shit, let me know when we start recording. But... Oh, we've been recording. Okay. Awesome. Tyler's list, comparatively to what I've read on the internet, and I've read, I don't know, probably 50 top 10 lists this week, mm-hmm. preparing for, for this. Tyler's list goes against the grain in a lot of Tyler has a couple, I think on his top 10 that are on most people's worst five. I really do. But Tyler's number one is a lot of people's worst game of the year. Oh really? Oh no, I'm intrigued, but it's my game of the year, but it is Tyler's game of the year. And with that, I'll say welcome to Bitface 2017. The first official hostful that we've had, Bex has been here, but we've had other people along with her. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's just the three of us, guys. So welcome to 2017. I would ask you guys how your holidays were, but... Although there's still no artwork for me. <laughs> you, you hear that, C-Mod? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make me cry. I'm I sad about it, too. <laughs> but we're all here tonight to talk about our favorite games of 2016. We've done this twice, I think, Tyler, correct? We've started out 2017 with closing down 2016 well we haven't started 2017 twice but when we do (laughs) you know what i meant (laughs) are you yes i do um yeah we have we we did uh i feel like we did 2015 and 2016 or have we only done no we've done two game of the year episodes before this i think this is our third game of the year episode somebody will tell me on twitter but (laughs) anyway to my right as always back from the holidays, drinking a lot less whiskey in the new year. Tyler, run, TRG, glaze. To my left, B-Rex, bringing it to her first hostful tonight as an official member of the BitFace crew. How we're going to do this is this. And that was terrible. <laughs> How we're going to do this, this is this. We'll edit, Good we'll, thing we'll it's edit not that. Live. No. Yeah, thank God we didn't go live tonight. See how rusty I am after taking three weeks off? There's no edits. No edits? We're going raw. Okay, well, if it was live, I'd, I'd fuck up all the time. But Fair enough. Anyway, um, I'm going to let anyway. Beck start. <laughs> so for those listening at home, that's one that's shot. One, that's one drink sure of your is. beer. I'm going to take a drink of mine. Beck starts. We go round robin elimination. Yeah. So if a game is listed, it comes off of our list. We'll talk about it a little bit. But this episode's entirely dedicated to our favorite games of 2016. I know we talk about a lot of other crap on BitFaced, but it's always going to come back to the video games. So, Bex, why don't you start? Okay. So, this is the one that I said you guys aren't going to make fun of me for. So, I am not so much with the recent games, but I'm a huge fan of, like, the old school Harvest Moon games. Hell yeah. I think I know what you're about to say. I do, too. Yeah. Because yep. it showed up on a good friend of the cast, Reaper. I think it's his number one or number two of the year. But I'm going to... Why am I stealing her thunder? Yeah, She's no, never going to come back and hang. <laughs> Let her say it. It's not our number one. So uh, Stardew Valley. Yes. 
It's yeah. absolutely fantastic game. It's adorable because it's all you know pixel art, um, and it's just it's so well done. It's it's what honestly what Harvest Moon games nowadays really should be. Like there's just so much involved, so much you can do. Um, and one of my favorite things is that you can have same-sex relationships. So I actually mm-hmm. married a chick on my first playthrough, which was super awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's hilarious. It's adorable. It's 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 everything. And I've played, I've dumped probably a good 100 hours into that game this year. Not bad, not bad. In uh, Harvest Moon 64, I always married Potpourri. Didn't care. <laughs> she was so hot and adorable and cute. So, yeah. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. <laughs> I love the crap out of those okay. games. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Again, on my my trip through the list this week, it showed up on a lot of people's. And yeah. it was our good friend Brad's on his list as it's, well. It's I don't really think I so would well like done. it. Right. Maybe I'll, I'll let you tell me about it more after the cast because I have sure. some questions. Do you like to grow strawberries? <laughs> <laughs> not really. There was a meme going around on Facebook that was like, never get into an argument with someone who grows turnips in their spare time. And I had a photo of Harvest Moon. <laughs> it's like... Yep, that's pretty now much Now, you it. have to be playing this on PC because it came yeah. out on console, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I play it on PC. I'm going to probably pick it up just because if you're telling me that it's any bit comparable to Harvest Moon, I played Harvest Moon 64 so much. Have me, you watched the trailer for Stardew? No, I haven't. That'll tell you'll, you right there whether you want to You'll go down a rabbit hole with this game because there's so much you can do. It's not just growing crops. Like you are also, you can make beer and wine and like have all these different like You could do that in Harvest Moon. But it's like, it's it's more like every single fruit can be turned into something. Okay. Every single, you know, vegetable can be turned into, can be pickled, can be. Plus there's there's mining, there's a little bit of combat, there's a lot of exploration. I mean, it's it's. What are Harvest you Moon times 10. Combating. Um, so you go into this cave that has different levels. It goes all the way down to like 120 or something like that. Um, there's like bats in there. There's slimes, skeletons, all sorts. Of I things. hear it's very similar to Minecraft or what was the ga- the side scrolling Minecraft? Terraria. Terraria. Thank yeah. You. Did you ever play Rune Factory? Yes. Is it kind of similar to that? Similar. It's more like Terraria because of okay. the whole pixel art and everything like that. Um, and just the types of monsters that you face. Um, Rune Factory is has a much more like fantasy feel to it. And this yeah. does not. In fact, that's literally what it says on Rune Factory. A fantasy harvest moon. Yeah. Exactly right. So, yeah, I don't know. I love all those games. Yeah. Like, yeah, those are fun. You'll love Stardew. You need to get it. Right. I got it on Steam when it was on sale for like five bucks and it's... It's totally been worth it. I'm sure it will go back on sale as Steam always does. Mm-hmm. Good opener, Bax. Way to mm-hmm. way to bring your uh, bring your girl game power to the table, and every girl gamer <laughs> just cringed right now. <laughs> <laughs> they did. We don't only play farming games, you misogynistic asshole. No, because I, I you definitely don't. But uh, I, I just f- I feel like I've played probably more farming <laughs> games than most girls. Let's be honest. <laughs> I wonder what the ratio is. We should. This is a good. We That's should start 2017. Question. Yeah, poll question or bitface facts. What's the ratio male to female gamers on a farming sim? I bet it's more male. I bet it's 60-40. Yeah, heck yeah. Because we want to go out there and we want to be the man of the farm and <laughs> break boulders. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chop down logs with your bare hands. Exactly right. You guys know that I don't get into those type of titles, but I've heard it's amazing. And even when I watched the trailer, I was very tempted to play it. So I honestly, I feel like if you played it, you might 
enjoy wasting a little bit of time on it. Yeah, for me, it's a relaxing thing. Like just that whole, you know, it's not just like taking care of a farm and like always having a goal that way. But any game where I can like, this is going to sound silly, any game where I can make money is really relaxing to me. Like I loved all the tycoon you games. You like messing and, with the economy. Yeah, basically. That's, I, that's I love fair. yeah. I love like, oh, you've started with, you know, ten turnip seeds and two hundred dollars and you gotta turn that into millions. How do you do it? And says the girl who works for a non profit <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where she gets like maybe that's why she's non-profit by day maniacally <laughs> <laughs> pursuing profit by night i love that <laughs> fair enough all right so thank you are you gonna are you just gonna come out swinging or are you gonna start from the bottom and go up oh hell no i'm gonna go with my game of the year okay do and it i'm gonna i am gonna preface this as eric said this will be on most people's worst game of the year and it is my game of the year because it's that good i've played if we look downstairs i think it's like eight or nine hours it's honestly not a lot but i'm on the final boss and if you love mega man mighty number nine is phenomenal and we just lost half of our listeners (laughs) no honestly i don't think to me you have to defend your choice i understand why people hated it i don't i don't understand why it's the most hated game of the year there were a lot of games i didn't play and we'll get into this later because i heard how shitty they were i picked up mighty number nine and i didn't regret it so when i first started playing it and when i had heard about it because i was at work when it came out and everyone was like oh my god the dubbing is terrible the game is awful And I was really reluctant to go home and get it. But I was like, you know what? I'm such a Mega Man fan. I really just want to pick this up and I want to play it. And I picked it up. And I was like, oh, there's no option to change it to Japanese with subtitles. And then I found it. And I was like, oh, my God. The Japanese is great. And the whole game was just a Mega Man game after that. Yeah. It's so fluid. It's very pretty for the style of game. The dash mechanic is actually really fun. Like, I can't double jump off walls, but everything is fantastic about it. And if you like Mega Man and you say you hate it, you're just dumb. And you should probably play it again. (laughs) So, game of the year, Mighty Number 9. Yep. I promise you, and we'll look this up, we are the only media outlet. (laughs) That will ever put that anywhere. That will ever put that anywhere. (laughs) And uh, you know what? But I'm proud of that. You want to you want to just go to IGN and listen to their chody ass podcast with the same opinions every year? Paid off Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> or do you want to hang out with two raging? Spot. I hate Gamespot. Why do you hate Gamespot? Because they keep putting out these bullshit cosplay articles that are like, "Here's ten cosplayers that are better than you," and it's like, "Fuck you, cosplays for everyone." And how many minutes are we into the episode? And Bex is already talking about cosplay. cosplay. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Ten, we minutes? Are ten minutes. I mean, technically, okay. I started before we even started the episode. So <laughs> yeah, you were bitching about it. You're good. You interview the other cosplayers but you, you don't interview the one that hangs out with you guys i mean it's true by the time i finally join you you're like i don't want to talk about cosplay anymore I'm like all right fine can you really blame me a little bit at this point though i feel but like there was so interesting <laughs> he's no. never done it yet still <laughs> number one I, I haven't done it number two now i have captain you here hammer. to talk to the cosplayers so captain hammer <laughs> captain hammer captain hammer i'll only only for you bex we have to watch that stuff. We do. We should watch it tonight. We, may we can to probably make that happen. It's only 45 minutes. 42 minutes. 42 minutes and 38 seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is I'm it really 42, 38? If so, you just earned five points. And Tyler, know, you just I lost five. I should look it up. 
So do, am I going, it's do I have to, to go? No, you can do it in whatever order you want, but I wanted to make sure everyone understood my game of the year. No, you have to do a top town because your number nine is on my list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so you want me to start with one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so my game of the year, no shocker to anybody who listens to this podcast. It's rare that I cry during a video game, and this may, this game made me cry multiple times. The ending was the most earned ending I've ever seen in a video game, and quite possibly the best ending I've ever seen in a video game. My game of the year, and probably has been since it came out in April or March, Uncharted 4. Oh, yeah. I probably could have guessed that. Yeah. Hands down. I, I mean... I guess I can spoil it now, but there's a scene in the game where you're playing Crash Bandicoot and it cuts back and it's you and Elena on the couch. And at the end of the game, you see Crash Bandicoot on the screen and you play through the level. So you assume, oh, it's going to be Drake and her older. But no, it cuts to who you figure out is Drake's daughter. And you walk down a beach and you go into a house and you open a, a closet you're not supposed to be in. And you see all the treasures from all the different Uncharted games. And then Drake walks in the room and busts her. And she starts asking a bunch of questions. And he was like, okay, well, let's get on the boat. And I've got a lot of stories to tell you. And it was pitch fucking perfect. The best way to end a series. I can't say enough about the game. I hope we don't see Nathan Drake again. But I think it's been confirmed this week. The next game will be his daughter. We uh, when we were done, Laura Croft. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we were Wouldn't done, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Except she's British. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> she can fake it. That's true. When we were down at Kapow, that was uh, that was announced. We called it out live. In fact, oh, the cool. lost. We still haven't aired that except on YouTube, right? Yeah, that's fine though. You know what? That's okay. The audio is kind of jacked though. That's not too bad. And I heard you do this finger snap. Would you like to tell me what the runtime is of Dr. Horrible? Oh, yeah. It was 42.26. I was 12 seconds off. Yeah. You're also up. So, <laughs> mine, which I'm going to be stealing from off of Tyler's list, was Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, Sun specifically was the one that I played. Because I will pick any version of a Pokemon game that has Vulpix in it. That's always what I do. It's my favorite Pokemon. If I had a Pokemon as a pet, it would be Vulpix, hands down. Does Vulpix have a Vulgina? Um, <laughs> I'm sure it does, but I wouldn't know for sure because it's a children's game. Is it really? Because <laughs> you guys both love it. <laughs> it's true. I am not technically a child. Only mentally. Very true. Very true. But anyways, going back to the game, um, I just thought it was it was really what Pokemon needed. You know, Pokemon Sun and Moon was kind of entirely different layout-wise to all of the other Pokemon games. You didn't have gym battles. You had these trials that you had to go through that were set up much, much differently. Um, and I was a little skeptical at first when they were announcing all of that. Like, oh, why, why fix something that's not broken? Why mess with the formula when it's been good for 20 years but they did it really really well and i think it really revitalized the series and i mean everyone was that's all people were playing for a week straight was pokemon sun and moon i can attest to that that's all tyler played for when it came out you guys were both yeah completely addicted to it and i knew that game would show up on both of your list no surprise at all for me pokemon go almost showed up on my top 10 not because the game was good because it wasn't the game was shit 
But for what it did for gaming for about a month, mm-hmm. we were out in the public, guys. We're, we're normally, ga- I can't speak, I'm not talking about cosplayers or the, no, that brand we, of geek. We we definitely, but as we gamers, only talk to other cosplayers. I mean, that's just it. <laughs> it sounds like it based yeah. on my Facebook feed. Yeah. But no, anyway, gamers were out and people were out in public and people were at the park and they were talking to each other and they were playing something that didn't exist and... Even though I wasn't into the property, in fact, it's the first Pokemon game I ever played. It's the only po- I'm still playing it, mm-hmm. only for the fitness aspect. So I know as a game, it sucked balls. And Tyler, I think it's on your most disappointed list, right? Yeah, I have a list of six very disappointing games, and it's definitely on there. But I liked what it did for gaming, and I. But I heard Pokemon Sun and Moon, as far as the series is concerned, was really good. Yeah, in fact, like you said no gym battles and a lot of other changes like the, uh, the, uh, ride pager. Mm-hmm. That and was I, interesting. Yeah. I was super worried about a lot of it, but then I started playing and I was like, Holy cow. I don't, don't have, have to have an HM slave like in your party eating exactly. up a space. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was really well done. And it was cute too. Like, Oh, you get to ride Lapras everywhere and it actually shows it or you get to ride Tauros or whatever. I did care about how adorable I looked. Yeah. I really did. Like, I know that's not you, even sent me, you sent me photos of your little chick that you were playing. I know. <laughs> well, Bex, I'm socks. glad that you and I talk about comedy and kids <laughs> in the hall and you're sending her pictures of fake animals. That completely defines the podcast. Not fake animals. It's a fake person. It's my character. She's a female. I'm, I'm so sorry, guys. And I found the best clothes. Get it right, Eric. She was adorable. God. She was pretty cute. Not going to lie. She was way cute. She was way cute. Yeah. I own that shit. But also, <laughs> my number two is on a, probably a fair amount of, you know, worst games of the year again. Oh, God. It is. I, <laughs> I, I think I know what you're about to say. I think you do, too. And uh, and I loved it. I The original one I still will go with is much better but as far as being one of my favorite games of the year, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Hmm. I tried it. I thought it was, uh, it had ambition. It didn't suck me in. The only Did you finish it? No, I'm pretty close. Number two on your list and you didn't even beat it, huh? No, yep. And It's <laughs> kind of a theme for you. I finished half of my games. Um, and I've- You're beating Mighty Number no. 9 tonight. I will do my best. I'm on the last boss, and I have most of the patterns memorized, so that is totally a possibility. After we watch Dr. Horribles. You guys are really wrangling me into this, aren't you? Oh, yes. That might have to happen. That's fair. 42 minutes. 42 minutes and 26 seconds. You can do it. Okay. Yep. Anyways, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I think the only thing that would have made it better is if they... Uh, the original story was honestly really good and they kind of took away from it a little bit in this one and you didn't have the ability to, what was really nice about the first one is there's a lot of different areas and area dynamics. You were on top of buildings, you were in sewers, you ran through the city and in this one, you're really just on top of buildings and that Mm -hmm. was, that was kind of disappointing, but honestly the free running like aspect just as pretty and fluid as ever. The controls, very cool. The fact that you had to level up and get different skills, not bad. And overall, it was honestly really fun. I had a, a good time with it. Yeah, that's one I've been, I wanted to check out, but never got around to. It was lower on my list, but I've always loved the Mirror's Edge games. So Both of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all two of all them. Two of all them. two of them. <laughs> Including the one you haven't played. <laughs> 
Well, so when I say games, I actually did play the one that they had for the iPad for a while, and that was really good. I didn't even know they made one for the iPad. I had no they idea. Did. It was pretty good. It was fun. Yeah. I'm going to go with... I think I've only ever put one driving game on my top 10, and it was a Mario Kart game. <laughs> this game was so good, it was almost number one on top of Uncharted 4. Forza Horizon 3 is the best driving game you will play this year. Hmm. The customization of the races, you never have to do what the computer wants you to do. The level of cars you have, uh, it's in the Australian Outback. I named all of my races after Midnight Oil and Men at Work songs. That's how much fun I had with Forza Horizon 3. And now I'm playing Blizzard Mountain, driving in the snow. I've got my car out there, which is awesome. It's always cool to be able to play in your own car. And I'm, I'm racing in my own car now. Can't say enough about Forza Horizon 3. And graphically, the best game this year. Do they have a 2005 Mazda Speed Miata? I have something close to the Bitmobile. All right. In That'd fact, uh, I, I do. I race that I race that thing around. But uh, nice. I know a lot of people aren't into racing games. In fact, a lot of people don't play the Forzas. I, I love them. I really like Horizon 3. So I don't want to play a whole ton of Xbox games, and that's why I haven't bought one. But I almost dropped the full price of an Xbox just to play that game. It's it's worth it, man. I mean, of course, you're welcome when I'm not home to uh, to take my cars out for a spin. But I didn't think I was going to love that game as much as I do. And I, I think I've put 48 hours of playtime into it. Can't put it down. I have 178 in Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, Sun and Moon? Yeah. How many did you have? I have like 86. Wow, that's a ton. <laughs> Bex actually does things with her life. <laughs> <laughs> I save children. No, I'm just kidding. You're also up next. I am up next. So the next game on my list is Darkest Dungeon. I, okay, and yet another game that showed up a lot in my research this week that I haven't played, so it must be PC exclusive. It is. Um, I think, well, they just recently put it on PlayStation 4 and Vita for the three people that still have a Vita. So hey, I Sterling took a Vita game. on my, my trip and played it on the airplane. I wish I would have known about this game. Yeah, Sterling's got a Vita. He plays Borderlands on it all the time. But um, Darkest Dungeon is fantastic. The art style is killer. Like, it's just dark and creepy and hard edges and, and you know, really, really recognizable and stylized. And um, But what I love about Darkest Dungeon is they kind of deal with something that a lot of games don't, and that's the stress that gets put on adventurers when they are going into these dungeons and exploring and all of that. So as your characters get more and more stress put on them, they might have stats reduced. Uh, I mean, there's there's just a whole mess of, of things that can revolve around that and also the light in the dungeon whenever you're adventuring. So um, if you have like a torch bar and the brighter the torch bar is the easier it is to defeat enemies um plus your your adventurers you always have a team of of up to four um they won't get as much stress added on to them but um if it's darker even though you get more stress added on even though the monsters are harder your rewards are greater so it's kind of this balancing game throughout the whole thing um it sounds like a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but it's fucking hard it's tough i like 
shit like that. Though. I know, In fact, I, I my, know you do because of <laughs> one yeah. of the games that I'm sure is on your list. <laughs> I think it's number well, it's it's number three, but I'm going backwards, aren't I? No, I'm going no. forwards. So going yeah, forwards. I'll talk about it next. Yeah, but uh, no, I like a challenge. Yeah, you would you should get this on your Vita. It's it's great. I should have uh, I should have texted you when I was at my parents because I bought another game. Someone said I would like uh, that didn't end up being that much fun, and I can't even remember the name of it. That's how much fun <laughs> it, it's not. Uh, it's something dungeon though, but it's not that one. Okay, now, now I want to get it. Check. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's tough. It's um. Is it crossplay? If I buy it on PS, it, I can't get it on both. I don't think so. A lot of stuff works like that. I was I gonna know. say I'd actually be shocked. A lot of games you can buy on the four, and you can play them on your Vita. I didn't think so, but I could be wrong. How is Sterling doing his Borderlands? Are they both linked? No, when we um. No, it's not. When uh, when we bought the Vita, it was the bundle that came with Borderlands 2. Okay. And so it's just a, it's a separate thing. Well, I want to check this out now. So I've been playing a ton of Borderlands 2 before I get into my fourth because you knocked off my third. And Good job. Was that the first elimination? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Round of applause for Good, Good job, Vex. Now yeah. you're coming out swinging with some yeah. good titles. I don't even have to bring up Reap's list because... Stardew was the one he wanted to make sure got mentioned. Oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You would like a. You would like Reap. Everyone. Well, likes yeah. Reap. Everyone. Like, does, everyone does like Reap. If they like Stardew, then yeah, I'm sure. We'll go into it on the next episode probably, but I got to try out VR at Reap's. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. In fact, I can't believe I haven't brought it up tonight. We've been all business, 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 probably because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but <laughs> uh. sorry, Tyler, I completely interrupted you. Oh, you're fine. So my number four uh, is a, a DS game, and it was very similar to if you guys have ever played Monster Hunter, um, but it's not Monster Hunter. It's Final Fantasy Explorers. Oh, because, I wanted to play this one. Yeah, it's very fun. Basically, you play it in the third-person mode, and you run around, and you fight the different monsters that are in the Final Fantasy universe, and then they have giant bosses, and they're all the summons, and uh, and you level up. It plays almost exactly similar to monster hunter and monster hunter was one of my favorite games on the PSP. So I was just a huge fan. I got sucked in Toma bought it and told me I had to buy it to play with him. And then he never played with me. <laughs> I'll you, get are it. Are you really surprised with by you. that? Okay. Yeah, you guys should. I mean, I'm, I'm done with it, but I'll definitely still play. Yeah. I've got stuff left to do. Trust me. I do, but I just didn't go <laughs> That's back. It's not to surprising it. at all. No, it's one of those games where like once you've beaten it and I've beaten it, a lot. <laughs> so much. You just have so much more to beat. <laughs> to beat. <laughs> so is um is it like Monster Hunter in the sense that you can like harvest stuff from these monsters that you kill and make things out of it and all of that? Yep. Awesome. You okay. make your armor and you make your weapons and it's got star levels instead of Monster Hunter ranks or whatever they are. Okay, I got to get this game. It's I probably mean, next on my list. It's seriously, it is. It's Monster Hunter as Final Fantasy. You know, as much as we've already talked about games that we want to play on each other's list, you would think that we'd hang out and talk to each <laughs> other on a regular basis. <laughs> well, I live an hour away, so that's my excuse. But you two live together. <laughs> we do, but it's not like you aren't on a constant chat feed with the two of us either. True. Yeah. My biggest issue is I have no money to buy games because I run a nonprofit. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, start planting some strawberries. <laughs> start planting some strawberries. 
unfortunately growing strawberries in real life takes a lot fucking longer than <laughs> and cosplay too like you have two very expensive hobbies mm-hmm. like Are you, you have a non-profit a hobby no wow. cosplay and video games oh, yeah. yeah okay you and i well me yeah. comics and video games two expensive hobbies i have to go you, check my hold file yeah you have comic books video games you have a kid and asian porn i mean dude that's that's like the stack <laughs> it is and the asian porn is very expensive gotta get it authentic i know you're into the tentacle stuff so it's way way more than that let me tell you <laughs> well just like sometimes it's hard for tyler to get porn my third game on my list is hard very hard but so hard. not not so hard. hard that i couldn't beat it Everybody that listens to the cast knows my favorite video game of all time is probably Dark Souls. It's a no-brainer that Dark Souls 3 is number three on my list this year. Uh, I'm a huge fan. We don't have to get into it. I've talked about Dark Souls on the cast multiple times. So anyway. I feel kind of bad because I did promise I was going to start Dark Souls 1, but that was like the day before Pokemon came out. He hasn't beat it either. And he said he was going to do it. it. I've got one and two just sitting in my Steam library. I started it. I started it right before Pokemon came out. Yeah, I promised I would start it. She said she would. Right before, and then I got Pokemon, and I did not <laughs> touch it. I think that's what happened. She's like, I think I'm going to start Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, I should replay Dark Souls. I'm curious, Bex, to see if you would be into it. Because I would guess that you wouldn't be. But that's that's not a criticism. It's just, it's very, uh, it's a very acquired taste if I believe you will it. it's funny because dark souls do you like is one to be those... frustrated as fuck do you like to lose all your inventory in one fell swoop <laughs> no no more i'm gonna break not not your inventory but you you lose all basically your money your oh, currency God. your souls like and when you beat one of the best bosses in the game and get his items you have all these souls and you accidentally roll backwards off a cliff <laughs> and then you're running back to get those souls and you're like i've done this part 75 times i can do this all time and somebody hits you with a random fireball and you fall down and you die and you lose everything if you if you're into that souls all the way <laughs> and i, I am i kind of feel like i should stream this when i first start playing because the words that are going to come out of my mouth i'm sure will just be delicious um but dark souls is one of those things you know speaking as an outsider everyone either hates it hates it with a passion thinks it's the worst like so unfun or fucking loves it like i used to be a hater of obsessed i have friends um right now i mean i obviously don't know who any of these people are but i have friends right now any of your friends no like any of the um like characters or anything from the game but they're sculpting all these like characters from the game dark souls right now and like they play hopefully solaire i i think so um i'll I'll see if i can find the sculpture at some point. right now tentatively me and a best friend promised each other we get tattoos when we were 40 I'm getting a tattoo in New Orleans in March, and right now my choice, I'm doing the sun from the uh, the Sun Bros and Dark Souls. Now, that might change. Yeah, that's Solaire and the Onion Knight. Anyway, that symbol on Solaire's outfit, mm-hmm. that will be on my, my left arm. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with that. So, anyway, we don't have to get into, uh, and that's another drink for all you guys, like three more probably. Anyway. We have to get into to souls. Everyone knows I love souls. So I think you're up, Bex. Are you going to steal another one from Tyler here? I don't think I have any more to steal from Tyler. I've got one to steal from you. Ah, uh-huh. uh, you going to do that now? I am. Dishonored 2. And not because I'm biased because I have friends that worked on it. <laughs> 
Did she finish it? I love you. Um, So I haven't finished it. I'm about halfway through as um, Emily. Um, I have seen the whole thing because Sterling's been playing it while I sit next to him and play Stardew Valley. (laughs) Did Sterling finish it? Yes, he has. He finished it, played through Low Chaos as Emily. Now he's playing through as Corvo. High Uh, Chaos? Yeah. Um, just to kind of see the differences because he he loved does he twitch when he's playing it as Captain America like I can't do this I can't kill all these people so he did a little bit when he was Emily his first like couple of missions were high chaos and then he felt really bad about it so he started it's totally true like he felt guilty he was I don't know if you guys saw my status that I posted but every single person that he was like choking out or stealing from he was like I'm sorry I'll pay you back I'm sorry I'll pay you back like actually saying that to them it's like honey honey you can drop it for just a few minutes i swear um but it's just what's crazy to me about this game is just how much went into it you know you have two characters so basically a parallel storyline but everything like all the dialogue and stuff is very different depending on which character you play um all the dialogue is very different depending on if you're high or low chaos and um so with the first game, the endings were just, you had a high chaos ending and a low chaos ending. Right. But with this game, not only do you have high and low chaos for each character, but there's a lot of little decisions you make along the way that influence your ending. So there's a ton of different endings in this game. And just the level of like programming genius that goes into doing all of these different things is incredible to me. Um, the and level of choice in the game, the different ways you can play yeah. the levels is one thing that, one reason it was my number nine. Yeah. Uh, no, I love it. I love yeah. the first one. I love this one. It's so good. Um, the one I haven't level... finished it yet, though. I think I'm on level seven. Okay. Have you gotten to the level with going back and forth in time? That's where I'm at. Okay. That, that one blows me away, too, because, again, you're basically playing through these two levels at once because you have to keep switching back and forth and you can kind of see into the future or into the past whichever one you're not currently in again just the the level of artistry in this is i'm glad you brought that up too because there's another game on my list that has a very similar level that i played last night which shocked me and both games made my top 10 oh love dishonored uh too you bought it tyler and you haven't even fucking touched it i have not even played it yet which girlfriend are you are you texting right now I'm actually posting something on Project Challenge. Are you really? Yeah. Nice. We'll talk about that later. You're up. There. Texturson. So my number five, and I don't think you will knock anything else off the rest of my list because I went pretty obscure for the rest of my list. Okay. In fact, I guess I went pretty obscure for most all of my list, but uh, my number five It started out on PC. It did end up coming to consoles. So if you play on consoles, I do recommend picking it up. It's Hyperlight Drifter. And it's a uh, top-down kind of uh, fast-paced homage to like... It's very Sega Genesis. Yeah. Uh, And it it plays out a lot like the inspiration that they took was um, Zelda, the original. Uh, Yeah, it's it's very Zelda too. It's a lot of fun. Because you walk around through the different panels and you fight the monsters and it's got a, a very similar layout in dungeons. Like it's it's very similar to Zelda and it's it is a ton of fun. I think you told me you got lost and that's very unfortunate. Honestly, man, when I don't finish a video game nine times out of ten, the reason is I got lost <laughs> or I can't remember. I go I play a lot of people play one or two things at a time. I play five or six things. So a lot of times when I put something down for a month and come back to it, especially in my old age now, I can't remember what the hell I was doing. 
So it's a one really good reason that arcade games are awesome because I never have to remember. I know Pac-Man eats ghosts and dots. Sweet. Let's do this. <laughs> I liked it though. And I, I do own it and I do need to get back to it. And I, I think you were the one that told me about it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Give it a shot. If you're into those style games, I guess. Cool. Kind of reminds me or just you talking about that um, kind of triggered my memory. I've started a game and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Evoland or Evoland. I think it's Evoland. I think it's Evoland. Okay. And that Um, sounds very familiar. Yeah. It's, it's an, it's not from this year. Um, Evoland two came out, um, 2015. But what's great about it is it basically like is pays homage to all those old, old greats. You know, you start, um, basically you, as you move through the game, you're unlocking new graphics and new, Um, gameplay mechanics and stuff like that so you start straight up legend of zelda 8-bit you can only move one direction and you move to the right and then you unlock the ability to move left and it moves from there you unlock all of your sound effects you unlock you'll move from 8-bit to 16-bit i mean it's just this sounds incredible is this pc only yeah it is i'm gonna i'm gonna have to get a pc this year well it's on mobile if you want it on your phone Uh, I don't like phone games, I, except yeah, for uh, <laughs> Pokemon Go and Mario Run. Those are the two, and honestly, both Nintendo titles. But. Yeah. I think you need to update your PC, but I agree. You should get one, and when you do, I'll help you set don't it up. Don't we have one downstairs? We can just stream the games to the TV? I just stream my laptop. So, yeah, we could just hook up my laptop, and you can play any games you want for sure. Yeah, because Bex has brought up two things tonight that I uh, I would definitely play. And I always Bluetooth a PS4 controller to my PC, so it's basically just a console at that point. By the way, guys, Bex and y'all's new drinking word tonight is basically. (laughs) I think basically is better than awesome, actually. (laughs) I don't think Bex says awesome as much as she thinks she does. I think she says basically way more than she thinks she does. Basically is your anyways. Yeah. And you're... uh, I think she said basically four times in the last sentence. Yeah. She did. So... When we talked about the drinking game thing, I like felt bad and didn't want to send anyone to the hospital, so I kind of stopped saying awesome as much <laughs> subconsciously. And that's what it is. It's all subconscious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my new one is basically, let's see if that gets me to stop saying it. <laughs> I think I'm doing okay on my absolutely's tonight. You've said it a couple of times, but really? that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, correlated with the lack of whiskey. I'll have to I'll have to re-listen to this one actually and find out. One game last year finally got my old Warcraft clan together. Are you going into yours because it's my turn? You just did um Didn't you just do a game? Oh wait, yeah, yeah. she went off on a tangent I went about off on some a tangent. other game. You're yeah. right, it is yours. Didn't you just do Hyperlight Drifter? Yeah, and then she went off on this other game. Well, we're, there's three of us now. Bud, this is ah. I knew where <laughs> we were. I was waiting for you guys to get done with the conversation. Nah, and I right. think I made a great transition. Go ahead, you did. Anyway, my old Warcraft Guild, only game that got us back together this year, and I think this game is on Tyler's worst of the year. It is. But I had a lot of fun for a couple months playing Overwatch. I did. Blizzard got me and my friends back together. People can argue a lot about the game. They can't argue that the shooter mechanics are phenomenal. So that one was on my list. So was it really? Off. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it was on for a lot of. I figured Battleborn reasons. was on your list. 
I I know how much of a Gearbox fangirl you are. I am a Gearbox fangirl, and I feel really bad saying this, but I felt like I couldn't put Battleborn on my list just because it did not, like, it's a great game, but because it was so dominated by Overwatch, it's kind of, like, fallen off the radar, and I felt like I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do it. It made Tyler's worst. It was, in fact, my, my least favorite game of 2016. Oh, really? was Battleborn and then Overwatch. I liked Overwatch slightly less yeah. than I or disliked Overwatch slightly less than I disliked Battleborn. So I brought it up and I stole yours off of your list. So tell me why you liked it. So yeah. I like it um for kind of different reasons. Cosplay reasons. For cosplay reasons, for representation reasons. I you knew know, especially, cosplay was going to fucking come into this again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the representation thing is a big thing, too. We just found out that Tracer has a girlfriend, so that's kind of cool. Um, but The best meme I saw about that was, like, people are shocked about this, but they still can't make it to this. And it showed <laughs> the objective, and I was like, no shit. And that's why I quit playing. Yeah. That's why I quit playing, the objective. But do you think Tracer... I guess I never thought of Tracer as gay or straight. I was thinking of Diva as a little gay, maybe, huh? Um, I don't know. I never got that vibe from her. Definitely got that vibe from Tracer. You think so? Yeah. Is it the accent? No, because... I think, I think Tracer was always into that booty. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly that. I mean, yeah, she... I don't know, it just it just feels right. Um, But what I love about Overwatch, because I don't, I don't play MOBAs, Video games for me are just like, it's my time to be alone or play with like one one or two close friends, that's it, or play with Sterling. I don't want to go into a big arena and play against a bunch of randos. I have no interest in that. But I love... Um, you still haven't played with me yet. Yeah. See, see how disappointed that sounded? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I really have been putting that off there. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's that I haven't. I haven't been able to get on the PlayStation because hey, Sterling's been hogging it for Dishonored. What level are you on Borderlands 2 on PC? On PC, I've got six different characters. Do you want to know the levels for all of them? Because I don't remember them all. I've got like a level 60, something in the low 50s. I've got a level 45. I mean, basically one in every every decade, so to speak. And that's another drink, basically. 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 <laughs> I'm uh, I have a 20, uh, 27 and a 30. Cool. So we can play. Yeah. I think I'm 28 on PS4. Okay. Micromancer. Awesome. And you're what, 15? On PS4? Oh, seven. Oh. Poser. I picked I picked it up on P- PC after that, and then that's what me and Jess and Toma are playing it on. So I have a team of three, and it's a lot more fun with friends. It is. It's definitely a game made for friends. Uh, but it gets it gets kind of boring solo. Yeah. And we shouldn't be talking about this game because it came out like four years, six forever years ago. ago. <laughs> forever ago. 2012, four years ago. So I stole from you, Bex. Do you want to go next or do you want to skip a turn? Well, I had a couple more things to say about Overwatch. Oh, um, please. So what I love about Blizzard, what they're so good about doing, um, just their, their like production value, you know, not only did they spend all this time on um, making all these different characters and the costumes on them look fantastic yes i'm a cosplayer i'm gonna bring it up again but also um the way they she's produce... so mad we haven't talked to her about her cosplay we should do a whole episode <laughs> no i'm just just digging the knife in you a little bit more um but also all these like animated shorts that they keep putting out that string together those are so cool and the fact that they just they have the money and the time and the writing skills to do a, another five ten minute animated short 
all the comics. Um, they've done a great job with... Um, New map this week? Yeah. I wish they would do less media and give me more content. That's totally understandable. Because um, that, that was probably the number one reason I don't play it more is that I want a story mode, even if it's short. I want some kind of story mode, and there's just not one. Battleborn had a story mode. It did. And it was very weird. It was weird, but I, I, I really re- liked it. <laughs> I'm a fan of weird, obscure things. Look at my list. <laughs> but like, I don't know. that game. But that was me, your least favorite game. But it was my least favorite game. So I didn't play it. Maybe I'll have to play it again. Play it again. They've changed a few things since it came out um, to make it run a little bit more smoothly mechanics-wise. I don't know. I liked the humor of it because it feels like it's different from Borderlands, but it feels like Borderlands weird to me. Like um, it feels like they tried to be worse than Borderlands weird. Like when Gearbox stopped making Borderlands and then they went to 2K for the pre-sequel and it just went really ridiculous. I was like, eh. I wasn't so a big fan of the pre-sequel. A big problem with the pre-sequel is it wasn't the 2K here. It was 2K Australia that was doing that. Uh, so it was entire like two the two K office out in San Francisco was just supporting them basically. The two K Australia office ran that project, so a lot of it's weird to us because it's very Australian. Um, a lot of the missions and stuff are based on like old Australian fairy tales and and things like that. I mean, a lot of my Australian friends loved it, but they were laughing at stuff where I was like, I don't even understand what that guy said. So that's a huge part of the And they were like, another Vegemite joke? (laughs) Fucking awesome. No, it has something in common with uh, Forza Horizon 3, which takes place in Australia. Again, Midnight Oil. Fuck yeah. No, I love the mechanics of Overwatch. I thought the character classes, there's not a bad person to play with if you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's people that are annoying, but I was was big into D.Va, and I loved um, Symmetra, Mm -hmm. are my two mains, defense and offense. I thought the game was was well balanced. It was a great shooter. In fact, there's a couple shooters on my list this year, which normally is not the case. How many characters are there right now on Overwatch? There's only one new one, the sniper girl, yeah. right? Uh, there's two. There's Anna, who's the sniper, and then Sombra and is Sombra. the hacker chick. Yeah. Oh, I haven't played with um with Sombra yet. Then she yeah. is fantastic. She um maybe I need to bust uh, out Overwatch. There's a new map. Her uh. She can do this thing for play of the game where it'll it'll show you um, someone else. And so that person will think like, oh, I won play of the game. And then it like glitches out and it shows Sombra and it's actually you. And it's it's hilarious. It cracks me up every time. Mad props to Blizzard, too, for I mean, everyone bitched about it being a $60 game. They've given you a lot more content that EA or other publishers would have made you pay for. Yeah. At this point. Battlefront. Battlefront. You're up there, Battlefront. Ugh. Anyways, so number Give six. Give us the next game that everyone hated and you loved this year. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I, you, I, I don't know what's next. So <laughs> Number six, I actually share, I think, on a list with our good friend Matt Dawkins. Oh, okay. And I bet Matt's list and my list are going to be very similar this year. You did not have this one on there, but to be fair, I don't know if it was on Xbox at the time or if it is even yet, um, and that's Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, so if you liked Dark Souls, of course, it is the pretty side-scrolling 2D version of Dark Souls. Hmm. They use the same, you're dead. It's black and white, isn't it? Um, there's there's some color in there. Okay. 
at least in like blood and different things like that. So that's right. I think there's like small color highlights, but for the most part, yeah, it's dark. It's gritty. You talked about your side scrolling gritty, um, darkest dungeon. dungeon. And I haven't seen it and I'll look into it, but it's, it might be similar to this. And I really love those. Um, I'm going to call it a vanillaware style game, even though there were many games before that, before vanillaware picked it up, but they really, they kind of changed that game and they've, they've cornered that market very well is the 2d hack and slash side scrolling Ori, you know, another great one dust. There's a lot of games like that and they're so much fun. I think if I would have played salt and sanctuary, it would have made my list. I, I saw you play it a little bit and it was really good. Yeah. Tons of fun. Good transition to my next three and I'm not going to go out of order are all indie games because you know, I'm not going to have a top 10 list without indie games and inside by the people that made limbo was phenomenal. I recommend both of you guys play it. You can knock it out in a weekend. I'm not going to say any more than that. I don't want to spoil it, but it's like a good B science fiction movie. It's got a lot of emotion in it and the guys, and I can't believe I can't remember the studio name, but the people that make those games, they do it with zero dialogue, zero words, mm-hmm. and you still know exactly what goes on. And I think that's the best compliment I can give them. They tell a story entirely through the visuals you're seeing on the screen and the narrative that you're playing inside. Play it. Bex. So we're running short on my list because I haven't played much that's new this year. Um but, it's okay. We, that's why we do this elimination thing, because what we've learned from other podcasts that we're fans of is you don't really want to go two hours and 35 minutes, Nerd Cubed. Uh, <laughs> they, won't e- they don't listen to us, though, so they won't even hear that. We're, we're probably that's like 35 hilarious. minutes deep. So, Oh, we're 49 minutes deep. See? Exactly. So you're doing great. The fact that you're Sweet. at the end of the year, is, we, can, we can consolidate. Yep. We like to keep BitFaced about an hour and 15, right? Hour yeah. 10? Yeah. So the last one on my list is Fire Emblem Fates. Um, hmm. I played through both Birthright and Conquest. They were both really, really good. Again, I love any game that's going to be kind of expansive like that, where you can like choose you know, one of two paths or play both of them and see how it compares. Um, I especially loved that you know, Birthright was kind of your traditional Fire Emblem game, and then Conquest was much, much harder. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. I've always been a huge is fan it of turn-based Fire RPG. Yeah, it's tac- turn-based tactical. tactics. Okay, so gosh, I've never played like, any of them, but it's, it's GBA, it's like, GBA, right? Uh, Final, uh, it's DS or DS. Yeah. And ha- did you ever play Final Fantasy Tactics? Yes, it's on like the that. SNES. Yeah, very similar to that. Uh, no, Final Fantasy Tactics would have been on the PlayStation. There's a tactics game on a Nintendo system. I'm pretty positive. Um, maybe I have the original case for the PlayStation version. So that's, that's as far back as I played it. Okay. But I think, I think Fire Emblem is pre DS started on Game Boy Advance. Yeah. GBA. Yeah. yeah. That's all I, that's all I said, man. No, you're right. <laughs> the one that she's talking about is 3DS. It's 3DS. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I've, I've always been a huge fan of those games and I think they, you know, knocked it out of the park yet again with this one. They're pretty tough. If one of your characters die... It's gone. It dies. Yeah. That's awesome. See, yeah. that's Dark Souls-esque. What? 
it's almost more than dark souls it's gone for the game you can never use that character again yeah like it's, it's dead dead have yeah. you ever gotten to like the lot last boss battle and lost like your main <laughs> yes that's that's happened probably to every fire emblem player and there's definitely been several like I'll, I'll replay you know this one level over and over again trying to save everyone realize that i can't because it's almost like chess in a way and you have to sacrifice someone and so i sit there and i struggle with who do i sacrifice and yeah it's it's tough yeah, characters you've spent time not only leveling up, but I assume you have a little attachment to them. I know you, Bex, you name them. Well, they've already got names. Oh, you can't switch them to like what you want? Mm-mm. No, they're already, there's a full like storyline and stuff. They're all they're all characters. You yeah. do get attached to them. You do. Like they they have dialogue scenes and you, know, you can even um, form like semi-relationships with other characters by positioning them close to each other. And of course, I get really attached to the ones I want to cosplay. <laughs> so then I hate when they die because it's like, no, I needed you for references. <laughs> and are they gone for good? There's no way yeah. to. Yeah, they're gone for good. Is that going to be one of your cosplays this year, Fire Emblem? I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I want to... You know I'm into the obscure ones. I don't like... There's this chick called Camilla from Fire Emblem. I'm working on her right now. I'll show you guys a photo. She's got this giant axe that she carries. All right. While you look that up, my next game, number seven. So I have two more after this. Uh, it is a, that's a very awesome, you would look very She good. looks very much like Morrigan. Yeah. Yeah. Very Morrigan-esque. You should so, do Morrigan. Yeah. If, oh, I'm if they to. do a Darkstalkers like release, we should do it. We'll do a Darkstalkers episode, Capcom fighting games episode, something like yes. that. Yes. Uh, another indie title, one that you probably have not played. And I think you said you had heard of it, but it's called Momodora mm-hmm. Reverie Under the Moonlight. And uh, it's a side-scrolling hack and slash, very similar to kind of Salt and Sanctuary. It's tough. You're a little red-hooded chick. You run around and, and you fight stuff. It's, I don't know why I have just a huge, like, attraction to side-scrolling hack and slash games. And for that matter, uh, action RPGs like Devil May Cry, God of War. Um, I can't ever think of that. Chaos Legion, which almost no one's ever played back on the PlayStation 2. Uh, those games just, it's so much fun just being able to do stylish combos and all these crazy things. I don't know. Never played it. You're going to have two or three though that I haven't even heard of probably. Did you ever play (laughs) Warriors Orochi 3? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that's been like my, I know it came out a while ago, but that's been my jam lately because I just love this feeling of being surrounded by thousands of enemies and bulldozing through all of them. That's very close to like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Well, I do have actually at least one more that you've probably heard of recently that I told you about. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I told you I have really obscure. I like weird things. Well, I'm gonna go. I think into my most obscure game on my list, and I went from inside no dialogue to a game that's all about dialogue, and it's the reason the game is on my list. Aside from Stranger Things this year. It's the most realistic. What? I think I know which one it is. Yeah. I, I thought you were... I, I forgot that we weren't live. I thought you were mouthing that Jake was <laughs> on the stream. So. No. Even though we've been pretty clean tonight. We have. But all about dialogue, all about teenage dialogue done very much in a style... If John Hughes made a video game, it would be this game. A game where you can interrupt 
other characters, and I think that's so important. It, you would think that's important. <laughs> I would, if you guys can't tell. I, I, I like to hear myself speak, and I was allowed to do that in a little indie game called Oxenfree. I mean, if you haven't heard him interrupt me at least once or twice tonight. And he's definitely interrupted me like three times tonight already, so. <laughs> have I interrupted or have I have Absolutely. I kept the ship? No, you've interrupted. No, you've interrupted. I don't, I don't think jumped so. in. Really? Yeah. yeah. You go back and listen to it later. You've okay. interrupted. <laughs> hey, you know what? You oxen freed us. <laughs> maybe maybe oxen free is, has led to my real life, but it's a great title. You can get it on Xbox or on PlayStation 4. I think you can get it on PC now, too. It might have been out on PC first. I would not be shocked. <laughs> Since that tends to be how things go. <laughs> it's unlike uh, unlike any game I've played this year. And that's what I'm always looking for. Give me a new experience in Oxen for you. Definitely provided that. I've got a couple games that I want you to just sit down and play for a little bit on my PlayStation. Or honestly, I can load up my account on your PlayStation and download them for you. I just want to see what you think of a couple games. Great. Momodora <laughs> and one called Absolute Drift. All right. Do you have any left backs? Um, I don't. I have one. Well, I have one that I haven't played yet, but I want to talk about because I just found out about it and I'm amazed I hadn't heard about it before. Dragon Quest Builders. Who's heard about that one? I have. I've heard of it. I have not played it. So Isn't it like uh, Minecraft it's with Minecraft. Dragon Quest? So that's the thing like the the idea of minecraft has always fascinated me this idea of you can break anything down and then use those materials to rebuild but i didn't want to be a person that plays minecraft so now i can get that experience but i'm just playing dragon quest it's not (laughs) i'm a fan of dragon quest the whole series and i am not a fan of minecraft in fact i just really can't stand it for the most part um, in fact, No Man's Sky made my disappointment list. Oh, that was on mine too. <laughs> Your disappointment list? Yeah. Did you guys both play it? Yeah. No, I haven't played it. Okay. I've watched a lot of videos and stuff. I don't have a disappointment list tonight because I, I avoided it. all of these shitty titles Good. based on the geek community yeah. warning me. You've played two that are on my list, I think. Well, Overwatch. Oh, you've played... Well, you've played a couple. You played Overwatch, Pokemon Go, Street Fighter Five. And that's on one of my honorable mentions, even though it was such a <laughs> shitty $60 spent. That's that's what I hate. The game mechanics it. are good. And uh, and The Division. Uh, yeah, I did play The Division. And that would make my disappointed list. That so, game could have so, been a lot better. So it did like 2 million people for two weeks, and then it went down to something like 20,000 or less. People are still playing it, though. They just had an expansion come out. I'm shocked. I don't know why. It's just weird to me. Like, they're losing money at this point, I bet. They have to be. Their servers can't just maintain that. I don't know. Maybe people went back to it. Maybe it's like Destiny, I guess. Did you hear they announced that uh, your Destiny 1 characters will not carry over to Destiny 2? (sighs) You remember when Bungie was all about, like, hey, man, this is a 10-year experience. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's also a lot of dollars experience. Yeah, no kidding. For a substandard game. I think you're up, Tyler. Bex, are you are you out? I'm yep. out. I mean, I I, I know you didn't Dragon come Quest with 10 though, but at yeah. least you were fair. Tyler's going to have a lot of games he like he read about it 
No. Some Japanese magazine. <laughs> He's never actually played it. I have two more games. I want to talk about Doom at some point because I've got some interesting stuff to say about that, even though I haven't played it yet. Did that not yet. make your list? No, so I haven't played it yet, which is the only reason I didn't put it's it on the really list. It's really good. So that's that's the thing I want to talk about. Did you play the open beta when it was out? No, I only played the single player. So the, the open beta was shit. Oh, it really? awful. And the reviews absolutely like tanked after the open beta came out. Um, and that's what's so fascinating to me that like you know, the from what I hear, the multiplayer still has some issues, but um, Bethesda did a really good job of actually like listening to what people were saying and then going in and fixing it because people hated the beta. I hated the beta. It was boring. And like was it Doom, multiplayer? Um, you had multiplayer and single player. Okay, so you got to try the campaign. Yeah. And what it didn't was you boring. like about it? It was just boring. It was just um. It, it wasn't the kind of like rock and roll action we thought it was going to be. It just, it just felt like, I mean, I could have fucking played Call of Duty with demons if, if that was what I wanted. Um, so it was just, it was really, really interesting. I didn't even consider picking it back up, honestly, until about um, a month ago. And I was like, you know what? That game came out, but I totally dropped it after the open beta because the beta was so terrible i wonder how it's doing now and all the reviews are fantastic but it wasn't even on my radar because the beta was so bad so it kind of makes you wonder like how many other people had the same yeah had the same same experience because yeah i played the the beta it was like march or april or something shortly before it came out you need to play it you said you have it now no, I don't. It is. When you say rock and roll action, that's yeah. exactly the words I would use to describe the game that we got. That's that's another one that I really want to stream because I'm really squeamish, and so I think that would be hilarious. It's so me. much fun. How many did we say we had to get on YouTube and then you'd stream a horror game? 100. 100. All but right. it won't be that. It'll be something really scary. Oh, like no. We're going to let... No, we already decided she's playing Isolation. All right. I thought we were letting everyone else pick. Oh, uh, we will. They can pick a two hundred. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You'll just you'll just have to stream two, maybe. I mean, I'm I want to start streaming a lot more games this there year. That's one of my one of my resolutions. Did you guys get anything off your Christmas list? What I got do you a mean? Remember we up. we gave our Christmas list. Oh. Did you guys get anything off that Christmas list? No. I didn't. The impossible either. Christmas list. I don't think so. I was just nope. wondering. No, I sure didn't. I got a lot of cool stuff for Christmas. Especially the handmade Bitcave sign by That's my so beautiful brother-in-law, right? I yeah, was uh, I I kind of teared up on Christmas morning this year, and you you normally don't think about that at age forty, but <laughs> when I opened that, I was like, "Wow, dude! Like you made this." Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's custom. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that I like. That that's never grown anywhere except above the door to the Bitcave. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, but you're up for games there, T. All right. Because I know we're we're probably running over on time. See, this is why we can't even do disappointed. I've uh, I've only got two left. So my number eight is a game that, as far as I know, out of everyone I know, only myself and my brother have played. And I'm gonna give a tiny, small, little bit of background, super small, since, like you said, we're getting close on time. But um, I'm a big fan of the kind of universe that this it takes place in there's a lot of games and it's actually a, a tabletop game with action figures minis um called warhammer 40k okay and mm-hmm. uh so they they made a pc first person shooter called Deathwing, and it feels a little clunky but it makes sense because they're you know 
big ass space Marines and this giant armor. So they would run the way that, you know, the characters move. So to me, it feels good. And the graphics aren't the best, but that could also be because I've actually got some fairly old gaming PCs and I need to update. Um, It's coming out on consoles later this year. So I recommend at least trying it. It was only 33 bucks or something. And, uh, and for a first person shooter, it's so much fun, especially if you like the lore. So yeah, a lot of those Warhammer 40 K games have been pretty good. I've played a few of them. I actually really like, and I'm still playing the one that they made for the iPad, (laughs) like free blade. I think it's called. It's really, really well done for a, apparently there's a ton of iPad games. that I just I was about to make a similar joke. I'm (laughs) glad you got my back. No one plays iPad games. That's literally all I use my iPad for is gaming. That's cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoy you yeah. know something in the 40k universe because, I mean, I want to go back to playing tabletop with the miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, but it's an expensive hobby. Like that it Star is. Trek tabletop game we bought and we played once and we spent like a hundred bones on it. To be fair, we we played like uh, three times. We should bust that out tonight. Maybe we should. No, it's too much thinking. <laughs> no, right. we have to watch Doctor Horribles. That's what we're doing tonight. The voice of reason has decided, obviously, that I'm watching a musical tonight. <laughs> so and I feel then you're going to cosplay from it. I God, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to be a part of that community. I think you're going <laughs> to enjoy the movie. I really do. I really do, too. I think I will, too. It's Joss Whedon, right? It's Joss Whedon. It's got... Neil Patrick Harris. MPH, uh, Nathan Fillion, Felicia, Felicia Day. Day. It's great. It's really good. A giant ass horse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why did you guys tell me about the horse before? <laughs> His name is Bad Horse. Bad well, now horse, you're spoiling shit for me. His name is Bad Horse. Okay. I'm just telling you his name. Anyway, drink. And I only had to bust out a pencil and paper for one title this year. <laughs> and that title was The Witness. And I still haven't finished it, and I'm very close to the end. But such a great puzzle game experience. Also an indie title. Same guy that made Braid, Jonathan Blow. Can't say enough about the game. If you like to exercise your brain, if you like to be stumped on something, if you like to go to sleep on a puzzle and wake up and solve it the next day, The Witness. It's very Dark Souls in the level of puzzle punishment. But I loved it. Yeah. So that, there's my indie trilogy right there. We got uh, we got Inside. We got Oxenfree. We got The Witness. If you're looking for a title that doesn't cost 60 bucks to pick up from last year, go with any of those three. I am so glad that you purchased it on PS4 because it came out on PS4 first because I will be playing it for sure. It's awesome. I'm a huge fan of puzzle games. And when we sat down and we played it that morning uh, after you, me and Doug partied and I made some breakfast and uh, it looks like uh, mist. Oh, Mist it's very it's very missed yeah oh man okay i'll have to check this out and you just said the magic word missed you really need to in fact we can we'll power it up tonight so you can okay. see it maybe after dr horrible just so yeah. you can see it i think if you're into mist and that style of gaming loved mist i can't give you a better recommendation this year than the okay. one seriously awesome. Awesome, and the awesome. art style is so pretty and vivid yeah it's like and the puzzles aren't bullshit mist was realistic yeah as far as graphics and everything, well, for as much as they could have been from right. when they came out, um, I thought they looked great. But let's be honest, if we looked at it now, it looks like, like a oh, cardboard man, you know, sheet. It's the same way like you go back and you play Kingdom Hearts now, like the original. Uh, I it, think the game still looks great. Shut your mouth. 
don't ever bring that up again. <laughs> Haven't we talked about this on the cast, how PS2 looks terrible on our new TVs? Oh, yeah. It's Did true. we talk about this on the podcast or just us as friends? No, I think it was just texting. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's because everything was designed in the 4 by 3 aspect ratio mm-hmm. on old TVs. And so you blow it up to 16 by 9. And it looks awful. And it's pixelated and it looks like trash. Yeah, I've got my and PS2 hooked up to a little monitor instead of... You know, maybe that's why I don't think it looks so bad is because the last time I played it was still on an old... And that wasn't long. I mean, that was four or five last years Last time you ago. played PlayStation 2 was dance dance revolution on our tv here like a week ago <laughs> no i'm talking about kingdom hearts specifically oh kingdom hearts okay yeah yeah i was like come on son like <laughs> that was <laughs> i no, was cleaning right. up dance mats today <laughs> this is true where did you put those by the way the basement okay good what do you need to do your aerobics tomorrow morning yes <laughs> i know that's a lie <laughs> you don't know anything if you keep drinking you won't no, no. Actually, you have your kid tomorrow, so you'll probably pick him up at the latest time possible, 9.45? No, he'll be dropped off at 9. Okay, so that was close. That's his time when we switch on Saturdays. It's 9 o'clock. I get it. Two left. I think I have two as well. I have one left. You only have one? I've got two. Yep. Uh, it is also a PC title. It is a strategy title. Um, because I'm into strategy games a lot more so than it's weird because you like puzzle games, but you don't like strategy games. So if you're looking to exercise your mind and reflexes at once, something that you might want to play, um, even though not necessarily reflexes on this, cause it's not real time strategy. It's kind of turn-based, but it is, uh, wholly a strategy game, total war, Warhammer. So, so that's two Warhammer titles on your list. Yep. It's well, technically, Total War is its own subset of games. Mm -hmm. This is just Total War set in the Warhammer universe. And it's not Warhammer 40K. That's the sci-fi universe. This is Warhammer Fantasy. So it's things like, you know, orcs and um, basic fantasy style stuff. So uh, very cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I wasn't actually like a huge fan of most of the Total War games because they are long they are very long. The only one that I like. Well, you have to play the Rome. total war, guys. I mean, come on. Like, no, it's not exactly. half war. <laughs> it's not like 25% war. <laughs> For me, fucking it's fucking total was. war. <laughs> I just want a taste of war, thanks. A taste of war. <laughs> a spoonful of war. Yeah, just a, just There's a our episode title. <laughs> no, you don't like white people medium? I do like white people medium. In fact, yeah, both, actually. We'll just, you know, colon. Yeah, white people medium. Colon, a spoonful spoon of war. war. <laughs> there you go. We've done AKA before. We've done all. Yeah. We can yeah. make that happen. Sweet. Yep. Is done. that your last one? It's my last one. All right. Well, then I guess I'll end real quick here. Worked retail. Not for... the first time you said that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Zing. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I wrote jokes in middle school. <laughs> but. I got a good I mean, laugh. I mean, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. You made the pretty girl laugh. So. Uh... Boom. One up for him. Nailed it. <laughs> good job, Tyler. How does that feel? <laughs> so good. <laughs> I feel so good. Anyway, worked retail for, and that's another drink, five, six years of my life. Way too long. Based on that, I started to really hate Christmas. Didn't like it at all. And it's it's mainly the people that you run into. But in this One case, game this year made me love christmas again and when you give me one of my favorite franchises 
and you slather it with the most Capcom arcade and Street Fighter and Darkstalkers references you can, backed by a jazz Christmas soundtrack of traditional Christmas music, which I also hated until I played this. Hacking Christmas zombies. music or jazz? Both. No, no, not jazz. Christmas music. Okay. I like jazz. Good. Anyway, back and another drink at the Willamette Mall with Frank West hacking zombies up. Dead Rising 4, any game where you can make a gun, where you shoot exploding ornaments to kill the boss, sold. That's pretty badass. Did you ever play any of the series? If you're not a fan of Dead Rising, you're not going to like it. And people complained a lot because they made the game, they made it easier. But they have a multiplayer mode that goes back to Dead Rising 1 that's hard. So I think they gave you both. The single player mode, it's not challenging, but so much fun. And the novelty weapons and the Capcom costumes. I mean, you can walk around in a Frank West, but in a Morrigan costume. The love it's a love letter to Capcom. It really is. And that it's it's awesome. perfect. And it made me love Christmas again, guys. And I know we're <laughs> starting 2017 off here, but it, it made me love Christmas as a holiday. So it's a Christmas miracle. It Exploding is. Exploding ornaments. And then number ten for me, I've only started playing it this week. I cannot believe it did not sell compared to the other two shooters that sandwiched it. Battlefield one and the new Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which would have made my honorable mentions. But Titanfall 2 is mind-blowingly good. I cannot believe I waited to play it, how excellent it is. And it's the other game, Bex, where you can go back and forth in time in a level. Oh, cool. It's it's amazing. Everyone bitched about Titanfall 1 not having a story mode. This has an amazing 10-hour campaign. I can also say the same about Call of Duty. But the multiplayer on Titanfall 2 makes all the difference in the entire world. It's a title I slept on and I've only played it this week and it's making my top 10 this year. Wow. Nice. I think that's a lot of good games and uh, we're still at over an hour less than nerd cubes episode. (laughs) So given that, do you want to give any honorable mentions before we wrap? And I guess we should pimp the next two cons we're going to be at. Yeah, so I don't know if I have a lot of honorable mentions, but I have a huge list of stuff that I wanted to play, and I'm just going to... Let's. Talk- we're recording all three of us together again in a week, though, so yeah. if there's stuff we can save, do you want to talk about only 2016 stuff? Only 2016 stuff that I really wanted to play that I didn't get around to, um, and a lot of it was on your list. None of it was on your list. Good job, because you had obscure stuff, too. I'm so proud. Um, Steven's Sausage Roll. A puzzle game where you roll around as a sausage. Are you talking about Steven that we met at Rocky Mountain Con? <laughs> no, that's just the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but also, <laughs> it would say Sterling Sausage Roll if that were true. That's like your dream game. That's not like the game you get to play. You get to play Steven's Sausage Roll. So sad. <laughs> it's, it's like the cheap knockoff. Oh, God. Who knows, um, dude? Steven could be like the monster. In fact, anyway, no, we're not going to. No. There's another drink. <laughs> I just had uh, a brilliant idea. I am Setsuna, an RPG made by Tokyo RPG Factory, uh, which is Square Enix's offshoot that's doing old school RPGs. So it's inspired by Chrono Trigger. Looks very similar. Very pretty oh, though. I love Chrono Trigger. So maybe so check do it out. I. Is this available now? Yeah, I don't. I I know it's on PC. I think it might have come out on consoles by now. Um, so definitely check out I am Setsuna. I know I want to. Um, 
it's very story driven. I guess it's based around the theme of sadness, which gets to me because you know what? That's anything that pulls a whole theme and just and goes and runs with it. Uh, Dishonored two, of course. Ratchet and Clank, Dark Souls three. Uh, Ratchet's definitely worth playing. I will for sure. Um, Odin Sphere, the new one, uh, Leaf Tracer, uh, Dead by Daylight, which is similar to how I think the new uh, Jason, the new Friday the 13th. Jesus, why couldn't I think of that? The new Friday the 13th game. Thank you for helping me out on that. Very similar. You're, you if know, your murderer. roommate was one of the biggest fans of that series ever, I would I'd probably forgive that. <laughs> uh, yep. And he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh god eater 2 deus ex mankind divided that was on my honorable mentions it was a great game forza horizon 3 origami shadow warrior 2 battlefield 1 call of duty infinite warfare titanfall 2 earth's dawn uncharted 4 inside star fox zero quantum break star ocean and these these are your disappointments, aren't they? No, these are just things that I wanted to play. Oh, so after Inside, I went to things that I heard were really bad, but I still want to try, which is Star Fox, Quantum Break, Star Ocean, ReCore, and The Last Guardian. Yeah, I want to try the try The Last Guardian. Last Guardian and Final Fantasy Fifteen are the two that like I, I really want to pick up. I just don't, can't right now. You so. mean Four Guys in a Car? Four Guys in a Car. That's exactly what it, I, I was ragging on. Selfies. I was ragging on Jake for it the other night uh, because I was like, "Oh, you're playing that boy band game." He's like, "No, it's totally a boy band game." <laughs> so I remember when Final Fantasy games had really attractive females in it. What happened to that? There's one. There's the Bird Cindy names. chick. That she's not a main character though. Yeah, I know. She's just a little. And Jake told me you can only play with the main guy in the party. You don't switch party members. You can switch. You can, or at least you switch when you die. I know one of those two is true. I I don't know. I haven't played it. I've yet. heard it's really yeah. good. I've got it coming from Gamefly. I will give it a try. I, I think you can switch. I really do. I'm pretty sure I've. Seen I told him the switch. same thing last night. I'm like, "Are you sure, buddy?" I was like, "I've never, I've played, never played it." Never seen but a Final Fantasy game where you couldn't. So that's the exact same thing I told him. I was like, "But I've been playing this since the first one came out, and I was there on launch day. That's how old I am." And. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can change characters. I'm just excited because I've seen all of those stupid like selfies that Prompto has taken, and I'm going to be cosplaying a gender-bent Prompto, so I'm going to be taking a thousand selfies. <laughs> Before I, I wrap up here, is there anything else you want to talk about cosplay-wise? I want to make sure that we get all that out there. <laughs> um, No, that's it. Good. <laughs> How many... Uh, I'm being serious now, and I am asking you about your cosplay. How many different costumes do you think we're you're going to do this year that we haven't seen yet? And it's January the 6th. That you haven't seen yet from me? or just yeah, yeah, new ones that you're going to do. Because I, I know you are not going to stick with one costume. No, no, you're gonna absolutely do, how not. Many, how many new ones can we expect this year? Um, I don't know for certain. Because outside of pervy BitFace fan requests, which I'm sure you're going to get a couple those, of those. I'll get a couple of those. If they're easy, I'll do them, whatever. That's how Aphrodite. Most of our fans are. That's how Aphrodite started, was just, a, oh, you know, she's really hot. You should do that. And I actually looked at her and thought she was awesome. And That's and like that it was my really favorite easy. cosplay that I've seen you do. Yeah. it's Although Moxie I showed it to close. my mom. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did. I was like, I was like, this is our friend Bex. And she was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I usually just show off pictures of Sterling. But... Yeah, I figured that's totally fine. All right, good. Um, so, 
I'm doing something different this year. You know, last year I was like, oh, I want to have this cosplay done by this date, this one by this date. And it's way too stressful. And I rushed through it and I hate the costume. So now I'm just working on them. Like, and then once it's done, it's done. So I don't know how many I'm going to get through this year. I've got a list and I'm doing them on order. And then however many I get to, I get to. Um, but the ones that I'm working on right now, and I'm already breaking that because I was running behind on one. Um, I'm still working on my Imp Mercy. Fell way behind on that. And um, Gender Bent Thor. Those are the two that I'm currently working on. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Gender bent seems to be a big theme in the cosplay community. Do you want to talk about that at all? Because I'm going to ask that question to 17 more cosplayers this year. <laughs> and they're all not going to be you. <laughs> Only like 14 of them will be me. No, but but you'll know all of them. Yeah. Oh, I will. Um, it, it mostly stems, I think, from um, you know a lot of it's like, it's just fun. Like what would Thor look like as a chick? Um, or what would Prompto look like as a chick? I mean, the, the fan art that I'm basing, Marty McFly, Marty McFly was super fun. It's one of those things like, you know, if there's a really awesome male character, I don't want to like dress up as a guy and basically go and drag. Cause that's just not, there's a lot of cosplayers that do that. I've got some wonderfully talented female cosplayers that exclusively cosplay guys. And if you just met them at a con, you would not know. Um, you need to introduce Tyler to some of these <laughs> people. Not unless it's Sterling. <laughs> I have not been able to convince Sterling to do that. But he is this year. I'm making him. Um, we want to do... He's going to do Soldier 76 wearing a diva suit. And then I'm going to do Diva wearing a Soldier 76 jacket. That's actually really cool. I think it'll be fun. There was fan art that came out of Hanzo wearing Widowmaker's suit. That's hilarious. That's been making the rounds on Facebook recently. But yeah, for gender bending, it's, you know, there's, especially with games and comics and stuff where like sometimes the the female characters fall a little flat or there just aren't enough of them. Like Final Fantasy 15 is a great example of that. So what do you do? Well, we can take this character and turn him into a chick. Yeah, I mean, or vice versa. Really, to me, if I were to ever do one, and I haven't yet, uh, but if I were, it would just be because I really like that character. Yeah. <laughs> So, the same uh, reason you've considered blackface. Very oh true. God. Let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, that's why I put it out there. I was like, this is a perfect way just to no. end. Just, just, just to end. Just to cut her off. Just to be like done. <laughs> no, I mean, I know we're at time, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna list out a couple that haven't been mentioned tonight, only as honorable mentions, and then I'll wrap us. So, Mafia Three, gameplay wise, not the best. Story wise, amazing. Deus Ex got mentioned. Hitman did not think that the monthly bi-monthly episode structure would work in fact it was fabulous it's a great way to play the game it got a lot of people talking about it the limited edition content was wonderful firewatch one of the indie titles that squeaked off my list if you guys are into story and dialogue it was great street fighter 5 i mentioned and then of course believe it or not call of duty would have made my honorable mention this year i actually thought they did a good job with the game tell me a little bit about firewatch because i'm that one's on my wish list on steam i really want to it's a uh, it's strictly dialogue based. You are the less I tell you about it, the better. Okay, okay. Don't tell me. I'll just play. I think it's it's another game too. You can knock out in five hours. Okay. You can really sit down and knock it out in five hours. But it's about the dialogue between a guy that's out in the woods and he's talking on the radio yeah. to someone, and that's all I'll tell you. And okay. I don't I don't think you want me to tell you more. It kind of ruins the experience. I enjoyed it. Okay. I thought about picking it up on 360, or not 360, on the one. It was one of the games I got exclusively on the PS4 because it came out first. But great indie title. In fact, I think it sold a million 
on the one when it launched. Yeah, it got crazy reviews, like just insanely it's, high. Um, yeah, I don't – it's different. Cool. That's all I can tell you about it. In fact, I'd like to talk to you about it on the cast after you play it because okay. we're completely out of spoiler territory. You should pick it up too, T. I probably will, or I'll just play it on your account. You can. Yeah, because I own it. I don't think we have anything to, to plug. When's Genghis Khan? Let's plug that. We'll be there. Uh, Mid-February. That is Valentine's February Day weekend. 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th. And then I will be at Katsu Con for that one. Two weekends after that is... Um, Galaxy, Galaxy Fest. Fest. I Galaxy think it's Fest. the weekend after, not two weekends after. It's the was... 24th, 23rd, 24th, 25th. It is. We have two weekends in a row of utter hell. We're going to have to figure Or out. so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> Sorry I'm missing Genghis Khan. You know what? We're doing it as not only with the big show, but we're doing it as a favor for our friend Elijah Montoya. Oh. I heard it's a cute little con. No, we committed to Elijah. He's like, hey, would you guys mind showing up and doing it? And we said, of course, because we love him to death. The guy that runs Movie Camp. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We're going to have to. a good friend of ours. So. We're going to have to. A good that. friend of Tyler's. Yeah. He, he, he knows what my name forever. is. Uh, we're going to have to do that. Genghis Khan, probably, uh, since it starts Thursday, probably like Thursday, Friday, because that's when I don't have my kid. So, Little T will not be here. Yeah, and unless we have something good set up that Saturday, I have no problem doing it those both days. Yeah. We'll figure it out. If I have to go by myself, I will. No, we'll go. We'll go Thursday, Friday. We got this. We'll rock it out. And then we'll go hit up Galaxy Fest. Which Rebecca will be there. I'll be there as Cap for Kids. Um, not only that, but so the theme for Galaxy Fest this year is female superheroes. And so um, on January 21st, I'm actually coming back down here to the Space Foundation for a big like photo shoot and interview. And I'm going to be some of their like one of their promo models as Black Widow. So you guys might see me more than at just my booth. I might be on some posters and stuff too. Since it's female superheroes, maybe we can convince Eric to gender bend Miss Marvel. <laughs> god you wish <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> that leotard would be super hot i just want like pushed up like i could i could pull off at least an a cap there you go oh no there's some tricks so i'm i'm uh <laughs> we should do a whole episode this year called boob tricks put that on the list yes all right because all of my tricks like i'm obviously you guys saw my moxie photos um like i have yeah. i have next to nothing but two bras and some inserts and some makeup yeah I could make you a double D if you wanted. You cosplayers are all cheaters. We are. There you go. Now we're under an hour less than Nerd Cubed. <laughs> well, fuck. I think it's, sign off. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap. Anyway, another drink for you guys tonight. Love all of you. I can't wait to talk to everyone this year. Come see us at Con. Like us on Facebook. Follow our Twitter Send us some messages. And whoever the 1% of our fans are listening in Germany, I want to fucking hear from you, man. Du hast. Du hast mich. To my left, first time on a hostful, holding her own, even though all she wants to talk about is fucking cosplay. You're welcome. Rebecca. Only because it irritates you so much. <laughs> AKA B-Rex. To my right, as always, the chairman of the soundboards, talking more than usual tonight, which is what our fans request. Tyler, run. TRG Glaze. I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are gamers. <laughs>